0: tell you. Uh, but you know what? I think all of us could probably say we've had a few mom fails, right? Yeah. Cause none of us are perfect, you know, but yeah, I just thank God for his grace and forgiveness. <laughs> and there's so many great memories and so many good things we have done right. Right. Amen. And so I'm thankful for that. So, you know what? I did go to the store and I wanted to kind of make it up to my daughters, uh, and my son for, for being such a ding dong. <laughs> so I want Laura and Stacy to come up here. And I want to just give you something to help make up for maybe some of the mom fails that I've had through the years. Come on up. Just come up here by me. Come here, Laura. No, come up here. Get over here beside me. Yes, get over here. Both of you. All right. Just remember that I tried my hardest, and uh, I'm glad that God spared y'all and survived me. So here. Just remember that I'm not a ding-dong anymore. <laughs> I love y'all. That's funny. I love y'all. I love anyway, that's just a little funny joke. <clears throat> oh, Lord. But I am. I'm, I'm so glad that my kids survived me. So anyway, but talking about equipment, I just have to look back because that's when my kids were young, and those were some sweet times in our life. So after we had lived there for 14 years, God asked us to move here to Beaumont to pastor this church. Uh, you know, it was a real difficult transition for me because I was concerned about many things. I was concerned about uh, my mother-in-law who lived next door and Sam's grandmother who was in the nursing home. I was concerned about our cats that we couldn't take with us. I was concerned about uh, just so many things, but the main concern I had, and I wasn't concerned about the church because we were leaving that in good hands with David and Tracy, but the thing I was really concerned about was my children. And how many mothers in here, you're all like that. You're, your children are your biggest concern. You're, you want to, you want them to succeed. You want them to be in God's will. You want them to do well. Um, and you've prayed many, many prayers over your children. So, yes, my children were my biggest concern. I kept worrying about how this change was going to affect them, how they were going to adapt and how they were going to change. All the things they were leaving behind, all their friends, and all the things they were involved with at school and church, how is this going to affect them? So during the decision-making time, I was struggling emotionally. And believe me, I struggled, and I, I cried, and I prayed, and I really, really struggled emotionally with this because it was a big change. Just like Roberta and Robert about to make a change, it's emotional, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, you get attached. You have connections. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me. And Roberta, I'm going to say this to you as well. God spoke to me so clear one day as I was praying and and just really giving it to the Lord, and he said, I will take care of everything that concerns you. I will take care of everything that concerns you. That was a promise that went right into my heart, and I just took it in my heart, and it was so clear that I gave all those feelings to the the Lord, and I realized, you know what? I have to trust God. I have to trust him. (coughs) And this past year, our ladies went through a Bible study, and it was by Ann Graham-Lotz, and she blessed us so much. And some of what I share today is going to be inspired by Ann. But um, we loved Ann, and she had the best illustrations. And some of you Bible study ladies, you'll remember this, and and we really enjoyed this uh, illustration. But Ann gave an illustration of an acrobat, and he was putting on a show at Niagara Falls. And uh, he had a tightrope across the whole falls. I don't, I've never been there, but I can imagine it's pretty big. And so there was crowds on both sides of the falls, and the acrobat was out there, and, and so the people were just watching him. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And the acrobat gets out, and he gets on a tightrope. Have you ever seen anybody walk a tightrope before, how they balance, have to balance themselves? Well, can you imagine how much wind and all that kind of stuff was happening up there? Well, he, was, he walked across that tightrope. He got all the way across it. And came all the way back, and the people were going, oh. you know, holding their breath. You know, is he going to fall? You know, they were so nervous. And, and so he made it all the way across, and the people went, wow, that was amazing. That was awesome. But then they watched the acrobat, and he he saw they saw that there was a wheelbarrow sitting on the side. And so he goes over and he gets a hold of that wheelbarrow. And the acrobat takes that wheelbarrow and puts it on the tight rope, and they're going, oh my goodness. And he gets on that that tightrope, and he pushes that wheelbarrow across the tightrope, and he comes all the way back, and the people go, "Oh my goodness! I can't believe he did that! That's amazing!" But then they watch the acrobat, and then he looked over, and there was a big old uh, bag of sand, and he picks up the bag of sand, and he drops it into the wheelbarrow, and he picks up that wheelbarrow, and they're going, "Oh no! This is surely going to do it, you know." But he gets on that tightrope, and he walks across that. That tightrope and that wheelbarrow turns around and comes all the way back, and the people are just jumping to their feet, and they're just cheering. They're like, oh, my goodness, bravo, bravo. Well, then the acrobat looks at the audience, and he says, well, you saw me walk across the tightrope and come back. You saw me push the wheelbarrow across the tightrope and come back. And you saw me carry this bag of sand across the tightrope and the wheelbarrow and come all the way back. And they went, yeah, that was awesome. He says, how many of you think that I can put a man in this wheelbarrow and I can walk him across the tightrope and come right back? Well, they just jumped to their feet, and they were whistling and screaming and hollering. Oh, yeah, we know you can do it. We've seen what you can do. We know you can do it. And then he says, okay, then. Who will be that man? Well, it was just like today. Silence. (laughs) Nobody wanted to volunteer for that. They knew he could do all that, but could they really trust him to carry them across the tightrope? Surely he might fall on this one. I don't think I would take a chance. But about that time, a little man in the back row, shrivel up little man, goes, I'll do it. I believe you can do it. I'll get in the wheelbarrow. And so he got up there and got in the wheelbarrow, and the man walked across the tightrope, came all the way back, <clears throat> and the people just could not believe it. They were amazed at that. You know, it takes faith and trust to put your life in someone else's hands, doesn't it? It really does. That's what God wants from us when we give ourselves to him, to have genuine faith and complete trust in him. You know, man may fail us, but God will never fail us. He will never fail us. No matter what, he will never be, He never will fail us. So who will be the one who will get in God's wheelbarrow and trust Him completely? You know, Ann taught us so many good things. Uh, The first thing that we talked about was the first thing we need to do in order to trust God is we've got to trust Him with our fears. You know, those are some things I was dealing with about moving. You know, I had fears. I had concerns. Well, my favorite scripture is Philippians 4, 6. And I know you've heard this, but it is so important. And I still have to remind myself to trust God with my fears. So I have to use this scripture a lot of times, and I have talked to myself a lot about it, but it's be anxious for nothing. My daddy would always say that to me. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what is nothing? What is nothing? Be anxious for nothing. No thing. Be anxious for not one thing. When I get anxious, you know what? I try to picture this gigantic red stop sign. It says, Stop! Stop! Stop worrying. Stop it. So, you know, sometimes I feel anxiousness coming upon me, decisions and things, making choices and things, what's going to happen. You just have to say, stop. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about anything. But what does he say then? He said, but just pray about everything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, petition, ask. Just pray about it. Pray about all these things and be thankful you got to be thankful. Thank God that He's working. Thank God that He knows better than we do, that His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways, that He knows best for us. Be thankful that He's going to answer the prayer in the way He sees fit in His own time. Amen? And request. Be, let the Lord know what you need. He already knows, but let the Lord know. It's okay to tell Him what you need. Just let Him know. That's request. And guess what happens then? The peace of God that passes all understanding that will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. A peace that passes all our understanding. Wow. To have such a peace that you can't even imagine having a peace that you know it's not in your own mind, but it's a peace that he gives that just whoosh, blows your mind that you even have it, that you can sleep at night, that you can sleep in peace. And when and in the natural mind, there's no way you can sleep because of the turmoil that might be going on in your life. But the peace of God passes our understanding and it guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And what so what does the Word say about our fears? There's so many scriptures in the Word. And God gives us these scriptures to cling to and to hold on to when we have fear. Well, Joshua 1, nine says, Have I not commanded you? Do you know that God commands us? Have I not commanded you? He told this to Joshua. Be strong and of a good courage. Don't be afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. you got to cling to that. you got to realize that the Lord is with us. Be strong. Be courageous. He's with you wherever you go. So he's with you wherever you go. That means anywhere, everywhere. Psalms 56, 3 and 4. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Oh, God, I praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what can man do to me. So wherever you go, whenever you are afraid, I will trust in God. Amen. I will not fear. Psalms twenty seven one, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So who should you be afraid of? No one. You should not be afraid of anyone. Second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. Where does that come from? It comes from the enemy, right? But God has given us the uh, power. Love and a sound mind, and the power overcomes the fear. Amen. We have power against that fear because we have Jesus on the inside of us. Psalms thirty-four four says, "I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from my fears." So if we do have fears, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. He will hear you and He will deliver you. Amen. And the coolest thing I love is that when Jesus was leaving, when He was leaving Earth, He said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. What a precious gift. When Jesus left he left us the Holy Spirit, our helper, our comforter, he left us his peace that passes all understanding. Isn't it wonderful to be a child of God, to be able to be blessed by what God and Jesus has done for us? so thankful. So we have to trust God with our fears. How many of you are going to try to trust God with your fears? Amen. The next thing we have to trust God with is we have to trust God with our tears. You know, I'm not alone in this room. I've had my share of tears and heartaches, and I know you have too. Many tears have fallen because of loss and heartbreak, regret, and sorrow. And many tears have been shed over families and situations. And we know, we have to know that even if things don't go the way we think, they should or way we desire for them to go, or things may get broken or lost. we have got to trust God that he still has a plan. Amen? God still has a plan. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's not one tear that you cry that falls to the ground that he does not see. He sees every tear. He knows every heartache. And as moms, we probably have cried buckets of tears over our kiddos. But you know what? God is a tender-hearted, loving Heavenly Father, and He cares for us, and He cares for what you're concerned with, and He's working on behalf of your family. He said, I will work all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And even though we may not see the answers to the prayers we're praying and the tears are falling to the ground, you have to trust God that in his time he's going to do what he's going to do. He's working. We have to just put it in his hands, and we have to stay in that wheelbarrow. Even when the answers aren't there, even when we don't see the outcome of what we're praying for, and the timing. And even if things are past fixing, stay in that wheelbarrow and trust God because he is holding you in his hands and he's got it all in control. Amen? So what does the word say about our tears? You know what I love about when I was reading on tears? That real men cry. It talked about David weeping and crying. It, uh, the men in the Bible weeped and cried. It's okay for a man to cry. God gave us tears for a reason, right? That's That was for cleansing. That was for emotions. God gave us emotions and feelings for a reason. So you don't have to say, I'm a man and I can't cry. Cry if you want to, even if it is your party. <laughs> Ecclesiastes three four says, there's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So yes... There is a time to cry. Amen. There is a time to cry. Psalms 34:15 says, "The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry." And oh, he hears our cry. Just like a father or a mother hears their child cry, God hears our cry and he's concerned. Psalms 35 says, "Weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning." So I want to encourage you not to give up. I want to encourage you, God is truly at work, and joy will come. But that morning is his timing, okay? There's a time for weeping, and joy will come. Just don't give up. Please don't give up. Keep on hoping and waiting. And God does understand. So he did. He does give us tears for a reason. And he remembers our tears. And he remembers our sorrows. And I want to tell you something. He sees you. He sees you. And I'm thankful for a tender hearted heavenly father. Amen. And the final victory is in Revelations 21.4 that says, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for that. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? No more pain, no more death, no more tears, no more sorrow. Wow. That's a good Heavenly Father. So everybody, we have to trust God with our tears. Amen. So we have trust God with our fears. We're going to trust God with our tears. And next, we have to trust God with our years. And I think probably a lot of our favorite verse in the Bible is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's a favorite verse to us all. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Whew, isn't it nice to know that God is thinking about us? And you know what? He wants to give us his peace. Amen. He left it for us. And there is hope and there is a future ahead. And guess what? He does have a plan. He really does. And he knows what we need. He's working those things for good because we love him. And we're the called according to his purpose. Amen. Well, you remember when I told you when we were moving from Quitman and how I was concerned about many things and I was concerned. And worrying, and God says, I will take care of everything that concerns you. And I gave it to God, and I began to trust God. Well, I began to see that his word was true to me. He took care of everything that concerned me. He took care of my mother-in-law. He took care of my grandmother-in-law. He took care of our church. He took care of my children. He took care of my cats. He took care of everything that concerned me it was just amazing watching how the Lord was working for us during that season. Well, this past year, God reminded me of that word that he gave me 20 years ago when we were moving here, when he said, I will take care of everything that concerns you. And so one other thing I was concerned about was this pasture that was connected to our home there. And many of you know, we still have our home. We've rented it to families for years and now it's a vacation rental, but our house is right on the border of this big pasture that has been plotted out, you know. So we started seeing people buying these plots, but for the last however many years, we've been just praying and thanking the Lord, you know, be anxious for nothing. Lord, I choose not to worry about what's going to happen with that property, but, you know, this is our little paradise here, our peace, and we'd like to keep it that way. So, Lord, I just trust you that you're going to take care of whatever's going to happen next door and just begin to thank the Lord that he's gonna do that. So I requested to God that he would in our best interest take care of this for us. So about a year ago, Nathan, uh when he worked at Covenant Church, he would go up to the crossroads campus and he would lead worship. Well there was a wonderful couple up there named Lance and Sandy Bernard and he actually had his R V or his trailer at Lake Fork uh in a marina. Well anyway, he told he told them, says my parents have a house there on Lake Fork on the lake. And there's actually some land for sale right next door to him. Well he came over to look at it and he goes, Mm, I really like this. Well, it turns out that he ended up buying the lot right next door to us, in fact a few lots. Precious Christian people, friends with Larry Myers, our missionary, and our friend Paul Pogue, who are missions minded people. Lance was here to Agua Banquet, supporting Agua Ministries. He does missionary work. He loves to fish him and Sam become buddies. Very generous to us, and in fact, even gave us a little piece of land right next to us that we were concerned about. Can you believe that? Just amazing. Uh, You know, when God says he does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, you know, that is true. Because that was far beyond our expectations that God would answer the prayer in such a way that it would be miraculous And these people. Just amazing. So this is the cool part. Sam and Laura and I were at the lake house and the kids and we were walking down our little road and we were walking by and I began to remind Laura, you know, it's so cool to remember what the Lord has done for you and just talk about it. I think that makes God happy when you do that because you remind yourself about the goodness of God. So I began to tell Laura, Laura, remember when you were a little girl and when we packed up and moved into that U-Haul and we moved to Beaumont and we remember how I was so worried about y'all, how, you know, what's going to happen to my kids and look how you flourished and look how God blessed you and, and the, how God has just amazingly done our lives because we were obedient to do what he asked us to do. But I said, but but remember when I was so concerned about y'all and, and God spoke to me and he said, now here we are just walking along and, and I said, Remember when God said, I will take care of everything that concerns you? And I was looking, I happened to look over and see our house there. And then all of a sudden I saw the land there and I just stopped. And I, I just stopped and everybody just stopped and looked at me. And I go, and I had a revelation. It just hit me in the heart. The Holy Spirit was right there. I said, You know what God meant when He said everything? He meant everything. And it didn't even dawn on me that at that very moment, that's when it hit me that the the thing that I, the other thing that I was concerned about was that land right next door. And that years, 20 something years later, almost 21 years later, God answered that desire, that concern, that prayer that I had given to him, that I requested to him, that I chose not to be anxious about, that I thanked the Lord for. And all of a sudden I realized he meant every thing that concerns you. So even though it took all those years for that to be answered, he still kept his word to me. He kept, he kept his promise to me. You know what? There is no expiration date on his promises. There's not. If he tells you something, if you're clinging to a promise, if you're clinging to a word from God, do not let it go. Just hang on to that because God is faithful. He is a faithful God, and his timing is everything. You know, it doesn't always answer when we get on our knees and get up off our knees. There's the answer, no. It doesn't always work like that. God has a time for everything, amen? So I want to encourage everyone here to just trust God completely with all the things that concern you. Trust God because he is a good God. So if you're waiting, hold on, trust God, be patient, just hang on, okay? And I, what I love about the Proverbs 31 woman, boy, I, I think, is that a real lady? If you read about all the things that she does, I'm like, is that real? Is that a real person? Or is that make-believe? But if you read it and you kind of pick it apart and look at it, uh, Proverbs 31:25 says, when she, she's talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, it says, Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Okay, strength and honor are her clothing, excuse me. And it's like putting it on. Okay, you can tell she's a hardworking woman because she never sleeps. If you read that, she stays up all night and gets up early. So when she sleeps, but she shall rejoice in time to come. And if you look at other translations of that phrase, it says, She smiles at the future. She laughs at the future. She's confident in the future. She's not anxious about the future. And I wonder why. Why can she be like that? I think because she's prepared for the future. She is trustworthy herself. And she fears the Lord. And because of all that, I believe she trusts in the Lord. Amen. So that's what I want to be like. I want to I want to put on strength, and I want to put on honor. I want to be trustworthy. Uh, I truly want to fear the Lord, and I want to trust in the Lord completely. I want to get in that wheelbarrow, and I want to stay in that wheelbarrow, and I want to believe that God is not going to tump me over. He's not going to f- drop me off the side. He's not going to leave me behind. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family no matter what, and I can trust in the Lord. Amen. Well, now I want to ask all the moms, if you would just come down here to the altar and face me, all the mothers, you know we do this every year. (laughs) Make you get up, come down here. I think about the Proverbs 31 woman, and it, it talks about all that she does, and you know I think when it says that she does all those things, what it's saying to me is that, you know, we can't expect God to do everything for us. We have to do our part, and He's faithful to do His part. Amen. Amen. Oh, you beautiful mothers. Y'all are so beautiful. Awesome. Well, just to remind you ladies, hey, good to see y'all. Good to remind want to remind you that we can, you know, it says we have to trust God, but we can trust God, okay? We can trust God with our fears, ladies. We can trust God with our tears, and we can trust God with our years. And that includes your children and your grandchildren and the future generations. Amen. So stay in that wheelbarrow, moms. Let's trust God together, okay? Amen. You know, I have mentioned to you about how my mom loves hymns, and uh, I love the hymns too. And one of my favorite hymns, and I'm not going to lead you this time. I always usually do that, but I'm not going to lead you this time. Uh, but one of my favorite hymns that my mom plays is Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And I just love that song because it really is sweet when you can trust in Jesus, to take Him at His word, to rest upon His promises, to know that He's in control and He's taking care of us. Amen. So we're going to let Don Moen, if we've got that ready to go, I hope I don't have to lead it, but I will have to. <laughs> <clears throat> Is
1: that
0: queued up back there? I we got it ready. Oh, here we go. I want you like I want everybody in here This cuz this message is just for everybody. I want us to sing this song together, okay? Let's just sing to the Lord this right now.
1: It is so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him
0: that we can trust in you, Father God. Even when we don't understand sometimes what we're going through or what's happening in our lives or our families, Lord, but we can just put our trust in you because, Lord God, what better hands to put things in than your hands. And, Lord, we thank you for the blessing of being a mother. We thank you for the blessing of our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. We thank you for blessing us, Father God. We thank you for the gifts that you've given us, Lord God. I ask you for grace on every mom here today, Lord God, that, that you would just in, uh, instill in her, Father God, that she can trust you with her fears. She can trust you with her tears. And, Lord, she can trust you with her years. And, Lord God, that we can just stay in your wheelbarrow, Father God, and, and have total faith and complete trust in you that you're going to take care of everything that concerns us, Father God. Lord, we love you so very much, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen.